Yep, here we go again today, back in the studio. Happy to be with you guys. Uh, a lot has happened in the few short days that we have not been on these airways. Happy rocking me with you. This is your host, Tyler, and this is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast presented by Woos Media. Again, very, very excited to break everything down for you guys and so much more. Predictions, you got it. Analysis, you've got it. Big Ten football, you've got it. So let's jump into it. Uh, since we last spoke, we have had uh, the college football rankings come out, uh, which we're going to briefly touch on which I'm really excited, uh, just to see where the selection committee is ranking our, uh, our, you know, teams and stuff like that, where, where we're going to try to get inside of the selection committee's head and very much more on this, this episode. So let's jump into that and then we'll jump into the games for the week. So as you guys know, four teams make the college football playoff October 31st. It is Halloween. I hope you guys had a great Halloween. Uh, they released their first set of rankings. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the ones that, that are obviously ranked of the Big Ten. We have three that are ranked. Penn State coming in at 11th, which I feel like is a little harsh. I, I personally think Penn State, uh, arguably, I mean, we're going to, again, arguably, uh, has the best loss on the entire year um, as the, well, I mean, from a, but definitely a better loss, uh, in my opinion, than Texas. I know there's Oklahoma. Um, I think it's a better loss than Alabama. I mean, you just look at the rankings. Penn State lost to Ohio State, who's ranked one. We'll get to that in a second. But I think Penn State has the best one loss, uh, and they're kind of contradictory. And this is why the committee, it drives me mad and why I'm glad we are expanding. For so long, I defended saying that the four-team playoff and that the bowl ranking, all this stuff was uh, what we wanted, Uh that we shouldn't expand and all this stuff. But honestly, as I sit here right now, uh, I, I mean, I, I defended that and I've since changed my tune on that. Uh, but this is what's frustrating is it's like they, they see the Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma as the nine with a loss to 21, Texas at seven with a loss to a nine. Okay. So you're saying that's a really good loss, but I'm not even saying that's the best loss. They're saying that, um, Oregon's loss to Washington's better, but they're the five, and they're a one-loss team, but Penn State to Ohio State, why is Penn State not six here? I, I don't know. Um, I don't think you, I mean, a lot of people are going to say you can't break it down by like that and stuff like that, whatever, right? You have Air Force that's undefeated, and they're 25th in the nation. Blah, blah, blah. No, okay, we're not talking Air Force, but semi-frustrating to see uh, Penn State at 11, uh, they... I mean, they played West Virginia, they played Delaware, they played UMass. And there's been a lot about talk about, you know, conference schedule and stuff like that. We're going to get into that. But I thought that it, it's just the inconsistency. And so I'm happy that we're going to expand the playoff a little bit and maybe make up for some of these inconsistencies. Uh, I covered, I covered the FCS, um, in another podcast and I've covered it for a long time now. And it seems as though when the, when the committee at the FCS level gets it wrong, guess what? They eventually get it right because the games play out the way that they should. That's just my opinion. Do I think Florida State should be number four? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Washington should be number four. Washington, yeah, has had a couple of close games, but the Pac-12 is far and away better than the ACC. Again, these things will kind of roll out. However, they do rank the mighty, mighty Michigan Wolverines at three with the 
Ohio State Buckeyes at number one. Now, Georgia number two, Florida State number uh, number four. So with the Michigan ranking, again, this is what's inconsistent and there's bias and biases. As you guys know, I'm, I I personally feel like I'm one of the few people uh, in all of media that will talk about our bias and biases. Look, I am okay saying that I grew up in a Michigan household. Uh, you guys need to understand that uh, growing up in a Michigan household, I want to hold certain ideals. Even though I want to talk about Ohio State and talk about how great they are. No, really, they are a great football team. But I grew up where they were in my household. They didn't even say Ohio State. It was Ohio. We didn't say that. I was a Michigan alums kid or the team, right? We we never, never talked about the Buckeyes in my house outside of, you know, can't stand them, we hate them, blah, 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 right? Now, I've since, I'm, I, I, yes, my father is a Michigan fan. I actually grew up a University of Utah fan, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, that was my favorite team growing up. Things have changed, but I'm not, I'm not a proclaimed Michigan fan, but you've got to understand in my analysis, I want to give things. So that's what's frustrating is that the committee comes out and says, we are impartial. We do not care. And we look at the strength of schedule and all this stuff. It's like, you know what? You guys have bias and biases. It is a bunch of crap. I don't believe it. Don't believe anyone that says that they're going to be impartial. Even myself. I want to be as impartial as possible. And I can't because I've grown up under certain things. I live in certain places. If you live in North Dakota versus Southern California, your life experience is going to be totally different, right? If you live in Florida versus Maine, totally different. And so, I, I, like I said, I'm just the one that I feel like I'm willing to, to admit that kind of stuff. But that's what's frustrating is that you look at it, you put Michigan and, and Georgia up against each other, and they say, well, the strength of schedule. Well, I believe that uh, Georgia's strength of schedule is around 102, I think is what I saw today, and Michigan's is around 111. So you're going to be like really nine spots and we take two teams, one who has been consistently dominant, one who's had a couple of close calls that teams where it's like, well, they might not be quite as good as what they were, <clears throat> Georgia. And we're going to rank them ahead. No, this is this is because Georgia is in the SEC. This is because Georgia went to the, won the national championship. This is just complete bias. Right now, you can say Ohio State's number one. If you want to go over the, the strength schedule, fine. I'm fine with that. Ohio State has been playing out of their minds. They are playing very good football right now. Um, yes, they are not the typical flashy, you know, 70-point Ohio State. They're still a really good football team. Uh, their quarterback, uh, Kyle McCord, is coming into himself. He's starting to learn how to run this offense. And ultimately, I think we all knew this at the beginning of the year, it's going to come down to the game on November 25th when they go to Ann Arbor. That's what it's going to come down to. And Michigan knows it, and that's just the way that it is. But again, uh, on the on the line of biases, it is semi frustrating as well with the committee. So they're holding Georgia and Michigan to well, you haven't really played anyone, 
man. I mean, what do you expect us to do? We're, we're just going to throw you and say that you're just the greatest thing uh, in the world. You guys haven't played anyone. Well, you know what? It's because you've set up the game like this. Because they saw Alabama take on Chattanooga. They saw Alabama take on Panera Bread University or, you know, Crocs University. I'm sorry. I'm just totally just throwing stuff out. Northwestern, Southeastern State. That's where they've played. You didn't fault Bama those years. Oh, because they play in the mighty, mighty SEC. No. So what did the colleges do? When, when we came up with this, what, 10 years ago or whatever, uh, and we decided to have this four-team playoff, what did they say? No, wins matter. Wins matter. Strength of schedule matters. But ultimately, we want to put the undefeateds in there because they deserve it. They win undefeated. And... So they're going to obviously we're going to set up the their the the teams are going to react and Michigan and we know how college football scheduling is they schedule games six seven years out well that time Michigan has learned hey I want to play East Carolina I want to play UNLV Georgia has learned yeah UT Martin come on down to Athens Ball State will welcome you open arms we will welcome you to Athens. Yeah, Bowling Green, we'll, we'll schedule you. Hey, you know what? We'll even pay you to come to Ann Arbor. Well, of course. Again, of course. Because that's the way that we've set this game up. They're just playing by the rules of the game. And then you want to fault them. And the goalpost moves. It's frustrating. I think Ohio State should have been one. I think Michigan should be two. I think Georgia... Honestly, there's an argument that Florida State is third and Georgia is fourth, but heaven forbid an SEC team not be in the top two. That just can't happen in college football. Um, honestly, I, I even think Washington has played better. Uh, but of course, again, they, we've set up these rules and, and the committee has shown year in, year out uh, what they what they intend to do and stuff like that. So in my opinion... I think that they're just they're just following uh, the the rules of the game or rules of engagement, right? That's just my takeaway from it. Uh, not much else. I mean, like I said, Michigan three, Ohio State one, uh, and Penn State eleven. There's some interesting teams that are on here. A lot of Big Twelve: Kansas, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Uh, I believe Kansas is maybe a two loss team if I remember correctly. I don't know. I I don't know my my Big Twelve as well as I know my Big Ten. Um, you got Utah that I know is a two-loss team. Their two losses are to the Oregon schools. Uh, you've got LSU, who is somehow on here at like way higher than what I think uh, anyone believes, but their losses are to the 10 the 10th and the 4th team. So um, we've got Tulane, Air Force making an appearance on here. So a lot of crazy stuff. If you want to say honorary Big Ten members that will be joining here soon, right? Washington at 5, Oregon at 6, UCLA at 19, and USC at 20. So those are just kind of my thoughts on the Big Ten playoff uh, rankings. We'll probably nitpick this. I know that you guys have heard me rant and rave on uh, on rankings before. We're not going to get into that too much this is just the inconsistencies that i don't like but what do you do what what can you do you just you just can't do anything so all right well let's jump into the games of the week uh a lot of really good games a lot of uh a pretty good slate here and I am really excited uh to talk about those games with you so let's jump in first game up 11 Central, 12 Eastern. We've got Indiana uh, hosting the Badgers of Wisconsin. Really, this game, uh, Indiana surprised me. 
And this is what happens, what I feel like happens a lot with the Hoosiers is that they play well at the beginning of the year. They get wins against Indiana State, against Akron, and then they hit a lull, right? They, uh, a team like a Maryland, an Illinois, um, a Minnesota, the teams that are just a little bit better than them, they beat up on them, right? Uh, this year it was Maryland and Rutgers, right? And then they're not going to beat the big dogs, and that is uh, Michigan. And then they all of a sudden they tighten up and they really start playing. Look, Tom Allen is coaching for his job right now. There's rumors that he needs to be fired and yada 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 look I don't I think he's done a fine job I think they need to keep him I there's going to be precedent we can talk about that precedent um, and and we're going to get into it on the next episode I've I've laid out a couple of people that they've given a few extra years to uh, but really I think he's done a fine job at Indiana I think he's been the best uh, honestly for for a while now uh, in, in in my opinion, but regardless, um, he was coaching for his job. They go to Penn State. Penn State, uh, obviously, I think was overlooking them a little bit. This is what makes Indiana tricky at this time of the year is that they, you know, there's always room for cover, right? If, if uh, you know, Penn State's up 33 to 7, can they make a run down the field? It's tough. Uh, right now, the line is sitting at nine and a half. I think there are some eight and a half out there at some books and stuff like that. For those of you who don't know, we like to give predictions every single podcast. We'll give you a prediction of where we see the the game is going to go, and we're just going to give you an outright prediction if you're into that. Um, this is no uh, this is no betting advice or anything like that. I just like to predict, and I like to know what the line is. I think uh, Wisconsin's going to take care of business here, uh, and they're going to beat the Hoosiers thirty one. 21. Wisconsin's going to bounce back. Look, uh, it was a tough loss. Uh, yes, they've lost two of the last three uh, with their w- win is, is overcoming uh, a large deficit uh, against Illinois. I think they're going to do it. I think they take care of business here. Uh, I, there's nothing to look forward to with the Northwestern game. Wisconsin knows in order to stay in the Big Ten uh, conversation to get to the title game, they need to win out. Uh, I think that they're more than capable on, in, in doing that. I want to go win 31-21 for the Badgers. Next Next game up, we've got Nebraska taking on Michigan State. Now, at the beginning of the year, um, and for a very long time, I feel like I've nailed this Nebraska team. Uh, I've been doing it. Uh, I, I've, I've covered college football for five years. I've been doing this podcast. We're in our second season here. And I feel like every single year I've nailed Nebraska. I said, this is what they're going to be. This is what they're going to be. This is the first year where I think Nebraska is actually farther ahead and is actually a better team than what I initially thought. I said four and eight at the beginning of the year. Right now, they have have um, five wins there. They're sitting at five and three. I'm wrong on this. And so like I, I, we kind of discussed on the, on the last episode, we've got to tweak those things. And I did think Michigan State was going to be very, very bad this year. Uh, I did, I did not think that they would, uh, that Nebraska would beat them. But here I am predicting with a little bit of the tweak, a little bit of the, the analysis broken. I think that, uh, Nebraska is going to get the win here. Uh, I like what Matt Rule is doing. I see a direction. I see a team behind a coach. And I like what they're doing here. And it's just the way that it is. I don't like what's going on at Michigan State. Again, we're talking strictly football. I don't see a direction. I don't see a leader. I don't see Michigan State 
going anywhere. So yeah, of course I'm going to take Nebraska. Right now, uh, the line is sitting at uh, plus three, I believe, uh, and this is in favor of Michigan State. Uh, that seems to be the pretty much the consensus, consensus here. Um, I'm going to go 28-24 Nebraska. I think they just barely cover, and I, I'm liking it. I'm liking this Cornhusker team. They're going to be six and three and go back to a bowl game for the first time since 2016. Mark it. Let's go. Go Cornhuskers for the win against Sparty here. Next game up, we've got Rutgers hosting the number one team in the nation, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Look, uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to tantalize you guys and say that there's a path to win for Rutgers. The only way that Rutgers wins is that they had a phenomenal bye week and they all got bigger, faster, stronger, better. Uh, every single one of their players. Maybe they play out of their minds. Maybe they can upset them. I would say a one percent possibility. And maybe I'm going to eat crow. And on Sunday, as I'm recording my podcast, I'm going to be like, ah, gee. I got to stepped into there. Look, I I think Ohio State's going to take care of business. I think they're going to they're they're going to do what they need to do to get the win. I'm going to forty two twenty one in favor of Rutgers. Uh, that is what we're looking like at that game. Not much of an analysis. Ohio State continues to roll uh, through the Big Ten as they have done for many years now. Uh, again, in anticipation of the game in about a month's time, November twenty fifth. In Ann Arbor. Next game up, we have uh, Maryland hosting the Nittany Lions. Now, um, I know this was kind of playing up as a rivalry. Uh, I believe since entering the Big Ten, uh, the Penn State, Maryland, uh, I think Penn State is like 7-1 and one against the Terrapins. Look, Penn State is a legit team. They are not number 11 in the nation. They should be a top 10 team. This team's legit. Yes, they lost to Ohio State. Yes, they didn't look great against Indiana. But are we really counting almost losses against teams? Absolutely, we should not do that look i think um the only possibility is that they're on the road they could be looking ahead to the michigan game because that's kind of their last ditch can we get uh, a win against a, a legit opponent look I, I i don't i don't think i i don't foresee the nitty lions having any problems northwestern or northwestern sorry maryland kind of in shambles here uh with a loss to northwestern last week a loss to illinois a loss to ohio state they're on a three-game winning streak i'm sorry it's going to be four games and man that nebraska game is looking ever so harder uh in two weeks time i think that the nitty lions take care of business i think that they uh do what they got to do they get the win 35 21 in favor of the nitty lions uh next game up we have minnesota taking on uh illinois now uh I did tell you guys this. I'm, I'm not, I want to be as genuine as possible. I sold my my Illinois stock. If they were a stock, I would be sell, 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 and I wouldn't want anything to buy with it. Look, they're reeling me back in, and the reason why they're reeling me back in is Brett Bielema, three and two off of a buy here, uh, fifteen and twelve overall on his career. They are coming off of a heartbreaking loss to Wisconsin. They heard it all week that week. They're able to get back, get healthy. If they can just get some competent. Um, quarterback play, they're going to be able to be this Minnesota team. Minnesota's defense is legit. Their offense is just stale. I do not think that, uh, the Golden Gophers are going to win this game. I, I'm, I'm going with the Illini here. They have to win this game. This is an absolute must win. If Illinois falls to three and six, it's over. You can call the lights out on the season. They're not going to a bowl game. This team, 
Brett Bielema is going to get him into the headspace. We've got to go back to back. This is the first time since the 2010, 2011 to since 2011, since we've been able to do back to back, he's going to get him in the right state of mind. He's going to pull out a victory here and he's going to be feeling really good the next week against Indiana. And then there's two games left and they just have to split one of two to go six and six. Absolutely. I think uh, Illinois is going to win. Uh, Minnesota coming off of two arguably amazing wins, uh, getting them into the conversation of, hey, could this team be facing off against Michigan or Ohio or Ohio State in the in the Big Ten Championship? They're hearing it. Um, I think that this is a perfect uh, bow, or, or bounce back for Illinois and kind of an overlook for Minnesota, uh, especially with uh, off that bye. But hey, crazy thing has happened. I'm going to be taking the Fighting Illini 17 to 14. Two games left. We've got Northwestern taking on Iowa. Now, Iowa came out and said that they will not be renewing uh, Ference's contract, the OC, not not the HC, the OC, um, his son, into next year. I believe he still has the opportunity to coach the rest of the year. I'd have to check on that. This team also coming off of a bye. They're playing in Wrigley. I, I just, you know... Their offense isn't great. Uh, Northwestern's offense isn't great. This is too hard nose. This is a classic Big Ten game. I think Iowa's going to win. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I think it's going to be 13-10. to 10. Iowa needs to do what they need to do to get into the Big Ten Championship. This is what they need to do. They need to win. But coming off of a bye, uh, Ferentz surprisingly is, is right below 500, 20 and 21 coming off of a bye. Uh, but I think with, uh, Northwestern's uh, win last week. I think this is a perfect spot for them to kind of uh, lose sight of a bowl game. They lose this game. They move to four and five. And again, they had to win two of the next, what, three games to make it. Could they do it? Absolutely. Are they going to do it? I don't know. Yet to be seen. 13-10 Iowa uh, for the Northwestern Iowa game. And finally, Michigan taking on Purdue. Michigan coming off of a bye. I, I just would not want to play uh, Michigan coming off of a bye. Uh, not only have they ha- they heard since the bye week that there's a sign stealing and that there's potentially other schools involved and this guy was this is renegade. I, you know what? I don't know. And we're just going to let the investigation play out. Uh, Purdue, since the Illinois game, has just not looked quite as good or up to speed, which I think a lot comes into first-year coaching. Michigan's going to take care of business 56-10. I think they hang a lot of points against the Boilermakers at home at night. And again, I think I really think it just comes down to what they've heard all week long um, about the, the sign stealing accusations and, and stuff like that. And I think quite honestly, they're sick of it. That would, I mean, I would be if I was hearing it. It's like I came here and now they're, they're saying this. You know what? I don't know, but that's what I think is going to happen this upcoming week in the Big Ten. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys like this. I know this was kind of ranty. I don't like to get ranty uh, or, or lecture-y, right? Uh, but you know what? This is the podcast. Uh, this is the forum in which I like to talk and to give you guys my thoughts on the Big Ten and, and, and everything surrounding it, especially college football in general. Uh Thank you guys again always for the support. Uh, Continue to like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, whatever you got to do. 
tell your family, tell your friends about us. We're always going to be bringing you guys what I like to think is the most in-depth uh, Big Ten football podcast. Last year, we went into all the weeds. We got into really statistics and stuff like that. And a lot of people were like, well, we want opinions. This year, it's been, what is your opinion on X? What is your opinion on X? And I want to bring those opinions to you guys. If that's what you want to hear, that's what I want to give you. That's what we're going to be doing. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys. I'll, I'll be recording Sunday. Let's do it on your drive into the into work on Monday. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful weekend of Big Ten football action. We'll talk to you guys next week.